You're listening to the Sermon Podcast for the Gate Church in Lethbridge, Alberta. For more information, to contact us, or to support this ministry, please visit thegate.org. Good morning, church. Happy Mother's Day. And thank you to everyone who is uh, tuning in to join us this morning for Church Online at the Gate. This Sunday is our eighth weekend of doing church online, or as a friend of mine referred to it, Couch Church. So we've had eight Sundays of Couch Church, and only God knows how many more Sundays will look like this. In the meantime, we are being patient and expecting great things from God as we look forward to the next time when we can have a Sunday morning meeting face-to-face. But in any case, I want to welcome you, especially those who this may be the first time joining us online. Last Sunday was the conclusion of a long-running sermon series in the Old Testament book of Daniel. And next Sunday, we're looking forward to starting a new sermon series in Ephesians chapter 6 that I'm really excited for. And so here we find ourselves today uh, in between. And so I wanted to take that, this moment, to uh, touch on that and to describe that sense of feeling in between. I think that all of us at this time are feeling like we are in between. At the very least, we're in between life as it was eight weeks ago and life as it will be in the unknown of tomorrow. But what many of us may not realize is that this in-betweenness is a, a crucial time for us spiritually and a time that I believe God wants to draw us close to him and to use in our lives and for his glory. And so this morning's message is one that will be uh, kind of jumping off of where we've already been in Daniel and hopefully preparing us for what we're going to be moving towards in the weeks to come as we uh, study in Ephesians as well. For today, specifically, what God has laid on my heart to share with you is the incredible significance of endurance in this time. The significance of endurance while we are in between. Endurance is a prerequisite to surviving any difficulty, big or small. And you may not realize it, but if you can hear my voice now, then you've got endurance. After all, you've made it this far. So well done and keep up the good work. Endurance is a universally necessary tool for surviving and thriving in life. For example, today is Mother's Day. Moms know all about endurance. If you're a mom, you've endured childbearing, childbirth, childrearing. Of all things, a mom requires endurance for life. But of course, this is not just moms. We all require endurance to survive. Um, Perhaps you're someone who's employed someplace, and during this pandemic, your work has not stopped or shut down, but it's actually ramped up and become crazy and demanding, and so you must endure. 
Perhaps you find yourself alone because of physical distancing and the loneliness feels like a heavy weight on you at this time. So many of us must endure loneliness. Or perhaps you are trying to endure, like so many others today, in the difficulty of financial insecurity while our economy is reeling. I may not know whatever specific difficulty you are enduring today, but God does. And the amazing thing about endurance with God is that our hardships are never a wasted experience, but rather a critical part of God's plan for transforming us towards the likeness of Jesus. The hardships we presently face and endure are not a wasted thing or experience between two points of time, but rather we are in a critical part of God's plan to transform our lives into the likeness of Jesus Christ. This message comes from Paul's letter to the Romans, leading into chapter 5. I'll end with the last verse of Romans chapter 4, verse 25, and then I'll read the beginning of Romans 5. Jesus Christ was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we can boast in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our afflictions because we know that affliction produces endurance, endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now, I wanted to read the last verse of Romans chapter 4 as we started our passage because in it we begin with the gospel of Jesus. Romans 4.25 shows us that Jesus' death is the payment for our hopelessness and sin that brings us back to God. It's because of Jesus' resurrection, it says. In Jesus' resurrection, God no longer sees us by the guilt of our sin, but by the majesty of his perfect son, Jesus. So as we start this morning, there's a call for us to believe in faith that what Jesus did on the cross is enough to bring us before God, no longer in wrath, but in peace, because we are justified in Jesus. So this reminds me to put my faith once again in Jesus before I can expect to make sense of the rest of Romans 5. We have to start with the gospel, placing our faith and hope in the work of Jesus and his resurrection. We are brought to God in peace because of what Jesus has already done rather than by what we could ever do. Since it is Jesus who justifies us before God, this means that God accepts us 
including the afflictions that we face today. Now, I say that because our pain or our struggles are often a thing that we want to hide from God, or perhaps we feel ashamed of them or frustrated, feeling as if God was involved, that he would somehow love us less. No, not at all. Verse 3 says that we can actually boast in our afflictions. Elsewhere in the book of James, chapter 2, it puts it this way. Consider it joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now this thinking is all counterintuitive, of course. Our tendency is to want to avoid whatever requires endurance because, well, these things that require endurance are probably going to be uncomfortable for us. But we should not go about life like this. First of all, if we don't want to ever endure any hardship, then we'll be very upset when we inevitably deal with reality. We'll feel disillusioned when life is hard for whatever reason. And with this train of thought, our afflictions will push us towards self-pity or bitterness again and again as we experience pain and hardship. And secondly, by avoiding suffering at all costs, then we are going to miss out on the transformative process that Paul lays out for us in Romans 5 verses 2 to 5. So in summary, hardship can make us bitter or make us better. Paul shows us that endurance gives room for the process where God actually uses our afflictions to make us better, a people who are filled with hope. Instead of letting difficulty make us bitter, God uses it to make us better. And this is the reason that we can boast in our afflictions. It's because we know that we serve a God who uses them to do good things in our life and in his kingdom. And for this, we give him thanks. Paul says that the result of endurance is proven character that results in real hope. Hope. Everybody wants this end goal, don't they? We all want hope. We need hope. We need hope to survive. Now, God in his grace knows this, and he is more than able to provide the hope required to sustain us through hardships big and small. But we have to be willing to endure and to trust God with the process if we're ever going to get to the point of this real, eternal, unfailing, and glorious hope that God offers us. The process of receiving hope requires patience, as we said, and trust, and as we have already been saying as well, endurance. So I hope that we're beginning to understand or be reminded and believe how important it is that we endure through the trials that we are facing today. Jesus prepared his disciples before for the hardship that they were going to face in his name, things, unspeakable hardships that they faced in the name of Jesus. And he prepared them simply by telling them this in Luke 21, 19. He says, by your endurance, 
you will gain your lives. Endurance is key. Most days I get to ride my bike from my house to my office here at the church. Uh, the church is downtown and I live on the west side of the city. The only problem is that between my house and my office, there's a big valley. So when I bike to work, it's uphill both ways and usually uphill and into the wind at least one of the ways. This is the way it goes. Now, I always love when I get to ride fast downhill. I feel the rush of the speed and I'm putting in virtually no effort whatsoever. And this is my idea of fun. But that experience lasts only for a moment. And then before I know it, every single time, there's a big hill that I have to climb if I'm going to get where I need to go. Now imagine if when I rode my bike to the bottom of the valley on that first day I wanted to bike to work, I decided that the hill was actually much too difficult for me to climb. My legs weren't strong enough to get me to the top. My lungs were going to give out. I'd be cramping up and in pain. It was going to be terrible. So I refused to climb the hill. If I did that, I would still be stuck in the valley today. I'd be down there forever, never getting to any of the places that I need to be. Now, the first time you climb a hill on a bike, you're almost sure to end up pushing your bike at least part of the, will, part of the way. I know that happened with me. But after enduring the temporary pain of cycling uphill one time, five times, 50 times, 500 times, eventually at some point along the way, it becomes doable. It never becomes easy, but it does become less difficult the more you endure that kind of physical and mental discomfort. I think that eight weeks ago, many of us were on the downhill, going fast and we didn't even know it at the time. Normal may have been simple, perhaps even easy, things that we had taken for granted. Like I said, we may not have realized it at the time, but a lot of things were going well. But today, I think most of us feel kind of stuck in this climb that we didn't sign up for and that we do not want to endure. And I know that for some, the climb is a lot steeper and longer than for others. But in any case, we need to understand how much we will miss out on if we simply see difficulty as a thing to avoid or to complain about. In other words, are the afflictions of today making us bitter? Or what if instead we accept the challenges as opportunities for growth, for change, and even for renewal as we endure these trials. And this is something, again, that we have been talking about in our Exiles series. What if the place that God is leading us towards is worth the pain of enduring? Philippians 3, 12-14 says... 
it's not that I've already reached this goal or that I have already been perfected, but I pursue it so that I may grab hold of it because Christ grabbed hold of me for just this purpose. Brothers and sisters, I myself don't think that I've reached it, but I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. The goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. In whatever place you are watching from this morning, personally speaking, I encourage you to give God today. Give God today and trust God with tomorrow. Surrender your afflictions that you may be facing and believe that his spirit in you will work while you feel weak. God is with us and he's making the endurance we need a reality by his grace. So press on towards God's call in your life to pursue Jesus with everything that you have. And on that note, I wanted to conclude with Hebrews 12 verses 1 and 2, which say this. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen.